Three, two, one, go, sugar. 36. Episode 36. 2024 is here. Wow. Well, Can you imagine how fast that went through? I thought everything was ending in year 2000, and here we are in 2024. 2024 is here, and we've got episode 36 going on right now. I, I can't thank everyone enough, and, and I want to say a huge, huge thank you to everybody that has supported Future MX and all of the the kids and the people and the riders that we supported in 2023. We took a, a little bit of a break. We're going to talk about that here in a little bit, but we're on episode 36. We got Mr. Sugar Shane. Yes, sir. I'm still always, here. Still always here. here with us. And then the audio master engineer, Tyler Kasha, that always figures out how to put this show out and, and get it going. And we've got one of our special guests, returning guest, Mr. Dave Dookie. Thank you. <laughs> Grandpa, Grandpa Dookie. Very, very proud of you. <laughs> very, very proud of you. Very proud of you. But we, we, we took a little bit of a break. We've gotten some uh, messages on our Instagram direct messages and our Facebook messages about taking a little bit of a break and not really concerned about shying away from any of them. Uh, you know, I, I think we can go, we can go through some of those messages real quick and, and, and get into some of that stuff. But you know, the, the, the big story is, you know, you know, we went through Minios in my mind, future MX had a extremely successful Minios, not only with the riders that, that we had under the tent, but, but also the, the future MX riders that are, supported and helped out and that we invite to come to the facility. I mean, we, we, we had a great week there and I, I do want to apologize and I will be the first one to say, uh, because I'm pretty open on, on every episode that we have that didn't feel great the whole week. Um, you know, had, had a little situation the week before, uh, Duke, Duke helped me with some of that stuff and little, little medical, uh, hiccup in the giddy up, I guess you would say, but, you know, went through many O's, not feeling super sporty, but got through the week. And, you know, man, if you look at the week as a whole, I mean, Duke, you were, you were there the whole time. I mean, yeah, I think it, did, it was great. I, I think the, I All think new the guys week, under the tent, the week went great, you know, and, and had great riders and great exposure and multiple titles i mean with with these guys that we supported we we kind of did a, a a little bit of a different deal this year for minios just because of the acquisition with the facility and and the amount of you know financial resources and time that's going into the facility we you know kind of changed our program up a little bit i guess you would say as far as future motocross goes as a whole you know, we're not going to be doing a, a Supercross team, which we initially thought we were. You know, we, we, we intended on doing an East Coast Supercross team, but uh, that changed. And we'll, we'll get into that, too. But as far as Minios goes, you know, we kind of almost like almost like a one one event deal for a lot of these guys and, and brought in some studs that just – needed a little spotlight on them needed needed an awning to be under and needed the the exposure that they got and man we went out and we had a great week i mean when you you talk about some of these guys that that were there i mean we we had a pretty 
pretty stout lineup under there, Duke. I mean. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. That, that was a, a, a nice week. I mean, weather didn't start out so great, but other than what, that. During, what, during Supercross? Because they start off with Supercross. Yeah. So, Minio's always starts in Supercross, but um, Minio's we did pretty well. Uh, Will Conaguire was one of the guys that Supercross he did well. Yeah, Supercross he did really well, it, and he did he did well in outdoors, outdoors too. But too, yeah, uh, how many? What's the what's the total of guys that you helped out this year under under your tent? Seventy one. <laughs> That's a crowded tent. Yeah, yeah. I, sometimes I, it was. Hey, you got but Star Yamaha beat by a mile. No, we're not even close to Star Yamaha. I wish I wish we could help seventy one, but uh, we we had five. Uh, we would have had more, but Caleb Groves broke his collarbone beforehand. Oh, uh, right before, right, right before the right before Minios. Gotcha. So he was out. Um, but Wilfredo Guzman showed up, and then we had Evan Stewart. Yes, he did. Which Evan was riding really well that week, and ended up having an injury, which we'll talk about. Um, Will Conaguire put on a great performance all week long. I mean, absolute standout, won multiple titles, you know, great, great kid, great family, really. I mean, that was very enjoyable for me to be around, you know, them. Uh, he be, put it together. Yeah, to be able to see that go through. And then we I'm, had, I'm not I'm not familiar with uh, Will. Conaguire. Uh, yeah, Will yeah. Conaguire. Uh, who, who, who does he, like, who's he supported by besides you guys? Well, Will's kind of a, more of a, a northern, uh, ki I guess, kid, you would say. Yeah, um, Pennsylvania. Yeah, so he's, he's more of a northern guy, but he's got roots, and, you know, ties to Florida. And uh, some of the, you know, I don't want to call out everybody, but I guess we can. But, you know, EB with Gatorback is related to the family. Okay. And EB reached out and, you know, said they, did, they didn't have much support or, gotcha. you know, presentation. So we, we wanted to give people presentation of being under the semi. Nice. Uh, so we had him, uh, Peter Parente, which is, you know, D Dave Doogie is, is working with Peter Parente right now. So we had Peter there. We had Maddox Perk was there uh, running some 85 and super mini classes. And then we also had Rowdy Keelan. And then we had the Ciceretti family. Hmm. So, you know, try trying to figure out how to put everybody under the semi when, you know, you got limited space under the awning. Yeah. Uh, trying to figure out how everybody went right there was, you know, I guess tight, uh, you could say, for a little bit. But at the end of the week, when you, when you look back at it and you start thinking about titles overall, we might not help every writer in the same – uh, capacity capacity yeah. or, or fashion and you know some of these guys you know we we may help them with a bike or we may we may help them with parts we may help them with gear we may help them with you know goggles whatever we have a great relationship with fox and oakley and everybody and you know those guys showed up oakley oakley was there they had their their tent they had a pop-up tent set up right next to our semi and that's always great to see and great to have, but but then you have guys too, and, you know. And I'm I'm going to include Seth Dennis in this mix. You know, Seth is is not a rider that we necessarily sponsor directly because he's an Orange Orange Brigade kid, right? Um, you know, but Seth had a great week, multiple titles. Uh, Seth rides at our facility. We invited him to come down and and ride at our place, and you know, Seth Seth had I don't. 
I don't even know, three, maybe four, I don't know, titles. Yeah, I can't. I don't uh, he did great. Did he take home a special award or no? I, you know, I, I didn't stay. Again, I wasn't feeling the best that week. So I, I kind of dipped out a little bit early which I apologize for the people and didn't spend a, a, a lot of time with everybody that I should have. I mean, diarrhea, man, that'll screw you up. <laughs> that definitely was not the problem. I'm I so sorry. Yeah. It will screw you up, though. That, it will. <laughs> it will. But that was not the problem. Like three days worth of diarrhea, man. It's hard to it just stick around. It will screw you up. Yeah. But <laughs> in, in the end, when you look at, you know, people affiliated with us, either through the facility, through the team, through the, the, you know, the brand that we've got going right now, uh, Flying Ryan, Ciceretti wins a title, uh, which was awesome. You know, I had Future MX graphics on his bike. He's up there on the podium with his family. Uh, Will Conaguire, Future MX bike. And uh, again, kind of a new thing to do for that event. And then, you know, Seth did not have Future MX graphics on his bike. So it's, it's hard to call him a Future MX rider, but we do support you know, Seth and, and right. he's at our, our facility and we train with him. So it was cool to see it, it, you know, it was a great week. Great, great overall, a little bit of, a little bit of rain at the beginning of the week, a little bit muddy, mm-hmm. uh, but we got, got through all of that. Um, I, I have a question. So after the minios week, mm-hmm. um, some of the guys that you, you helped out for that week or whatever is, is it, does it ever come up after that? Like, Hey, you, you know, the question of, can you help us out this year? Sure. Um, you know, for the rest of the, you know, big amateur, amateur nationals. Yeah. Cause wasn't so many of is like the first one of the year. So were you planning to, did you already have that deal worked out for the rest of the year? Or was this just a one, one deal or one event deal? For the most part, be, because of the acquisition of the facility and the amount of financial and physical commitment that's going into the facility of, of trying to get it, you know, built up and, and where we want it to be. We did not do a year long commitment with anybody. So you fired them after the event. One, one, one and done for that. event. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not putting pressure. Kind of an audition. I'm not putting pressure. I'm just wondering why, because obviously somebody that comes like from Pennsylvania and yep. you and you help them out like yeah and, and, yeah, like and I, I would phenomenal. I, I would ask the question like hey man like you think you can help me out on the next one i'm just wondering if any of those people yeah. approach you in that aspect yeah you're yeah. winning it, titles no yeah. and yeah. and and i think that possibility is definitely still there oh, you gotcha. know I, I don't i don't think we closed any doors after the event by any means i yeah. just i think that to be completely transparent with the listeners and the people that have followed us along the previous 35 episodes we've been very open of what it is to run a race team what it is to run a facility what it is to have you know a track and you know we are private we 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 can't you know allow public and you, you can't just come pay to ride at our place so when you have the people that we've invited to come in that we've you know brought in to to ride there we put a little bit more focus on them of riding and then we go to Minio's and you know, they, they do their deal and you know, overall, I, in my mind, I think Minio's was a huge success. Yeah. Um, it definitely you know, was. even one of our guys, Evan Stewart, which, which rides, you know, he's been invited to our facility and rides out there. He rides very well. 
he had a good week going, but ended up having a, a oddball injury. I mean, with his ankle and his, his, they ended up cutting his boot off to get his his ankle. I actually have his boot still, but that you know, just an an oddball injury, and and you know those things happen. I mean, yeah. I remember talking to Caden Braswell a couple of years ago about Minios, and he's like, every time I leave this place, I leave you know injured because whatever scenario happened, whether yep. it's a racing incident of getting, you know, taken out in a corner or whether it's a first turn pile up and you're going to have that in any series, in any track. I don't care if it's Winterams, gold cups, Loretta's, you know, it's going to happen anyway. I'm a little upset at the pictures that I saw from, uh, Minio's, you know, regarding Wilfredo <laughs> and getting, uh, getting another, uh, I got him. Another uh, <laughs> hole in his butt crack. Yeah, if any if anybody wants to see those, reach out to Duke. Uh, I got him because that that kid. It reminded me of Dean Wilson. I was like, man, everybody's getting oh. double uh, holes down there these yeah. days. Yeah, that was that was rough. And and the the thing with Wilfredo is he's such a light, you know, lightweight guy. And yeah, he's, he's on a string bean on a four fifty. Yeah. And he's he's pulling these great starts at almost you know every oh, every moto it was unbelievable. And then you know he's leading motos or doing whatever they're talking about him on the the racer TV. You know Wes Kane and all the announcers. You know great guys talking about him and growing up with Randy. And next thing you know, he goes down. And he's stuck under the bike and the rear wheel is spinning literally on his butt yeah just eating it up yeah and I'm, meat grinder <laughs> oh man burnage yeah and i again if anybody wants the photos text duke but so, so where that was how graphic is the photo like can, it's we, show graphic. It's, can yeah. we show them on the podcast no no okay no no the butt um, but. I mean, you get, but no pun, <laughs> but you, you could leave it to the imagination. It's, uh, it's pretty bad and it's got every scenario that goes on down there in the picture. Yeah. And it's very meat grinded and it's not pretty. Yeah. And, um, and, and he, he was trying, you know, he was leading up to that race. He was working out in the yeah. gym, he was riding and I feel bad for him because, you know, something like that, he gets a great start and he's, he's out out front battling with those guys and then something like that happens and just ended his week wrecked in a brand new pair of pants yeah i mean we just got that beautiful and that was my favorite set of fox gear too it was sick that's that white and black with the gold yeah that's just my favorite set of gear so is he is he able to sit down to this day is he okay I haven't reached out to him within the past couple of days. Well, he needs to get back on the grind because he talked a lot of mess on this show about his his Loretta's. Yeah, he basically shot called the win, if yeah. I remember cor- correctly. Yeah, he did. So uh, we're going to have to speak with Wilfredo, and we're going to have to get him back on the grind because I'm not going to let that go. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we will get that. I will say that our team as a group that week – worked very efficiently yeah we only had one we had a we had a good group of people um one fire drill all weekend in the which was what uh perk lost a motor and he had three races to go and we switched the motor out in less than 30 minutes and he made it to line with no problem did you help no pretty much oh did that yes i did did that include any electrical plugs Yes, it did. <laughs> <laughs> See, I knew it. Uh, 
Actually, I took the, where you disconnected from the wiring harness, I did all that. Oh, see? Yeah. I knew you could do it. We had a conversation before the show started about Dookie not messing with electricals, and you, in fact, mess with electrical plugs. Yeah. All right. I did. I knew it. I did four today. Told you that. Oh, all right. Well, the the week overall, though, I mean, Duke, yeah, you, you, week. you were there. I mean, it was a good week. Everybody I mean, gets along. We had a good time. Yeah, I mean, the meals that we ate underneath that semi, I mean, we, we had a, a great meal. We had a, a band come in and, and play one, one of the nights during the week, and then we do, we do that non-traditional Thanksgiving meal, which is a seafood thing uh, on, on Thursday night of Thanksgiving Day. And, I mean, just the food all week long was unbelievable. So They did a bocce. It was killer. Yeah, and I, really and, and nice. that's that specifically that night was what gave you diarrhea. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I was not I was not feeling well that day, and we were planning for that dinner that night. And I will say specifically that Alex Cicerelli and Andrea Cicerelli, Anna Huss, figured out how to pull all that off that night with that group of people that we had, which was. You know, multiple different people between unlimited sports and AMA and the the referees. I mean, we we cooked for a large group of people that night, and they figured out how to pull it off phenomenally. With me, basically doing nothing because I just wasn't wasn't feeling well. So, uh, again, a huge thank you to all of the people that that made it through. And and I know this is late. You know, we're already here in January and talking about A1s coming up this weekend and we're recapping on Minio, so I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on it. However, I do want to say a huge thank you to all of those people between, you know, Kyle Cheeseman, Corey Noonan, Alex Cicerelli, Andrea Cicerelli, all, all of the people, you know, even my wife, Anna, to make all of that happen when it counted and they did a phenomenal job. And that was a great meal, great meal. And then Brian, who's been with us, you know, in this future MX journey throughout the whole thing, coming up and doing the seafood night. Oh, unbelievable. Never seen so much shrimp. Unbelievable. Just a great job. I'm so glad you guys came and didn't eat any of it and didn't come and support <laughs> us whatsoever. Shane, you never showed? No, I did not. I did not. Tyler, were you there? Piece of garbage. Oh, I didn't see you there either. You were too sick. You oh, didn't even see oh, me. I actually, oh. I actually skipped Thanksgiving this year. Oh, that's great. Like a Grinch, it was. I just, I smoked some ribs at the house and didn't have one piece of turkey and just did it completely different. Well, <coughs> it, it it was a good week. I'll, I will say that it was a good week. We had a great great spot thanks to the staff and EB. We had a great spot from the motorhome. We were able to uh, to sneak away when we needed to in, in a kind of a private location and. You know, to have the the riders that we had underneath underneath the tent, we we had a good showing and a, a good week, multiple titles. So again, Will Conaguire, Ryan, they call him Flying Ryan, Cesaretti. You know, he he gets a title, and Seth Dennis, even though he's not necessarily you know a future MX rider, he's part of the Orange Brigade, and uh, either way, we we support him and help him. So, you know, there's there's. A great week that goes through the whole thing outside of the yeah. Ev the Evan Stewart injury and outside of the Wilfredo, uh, you know, getting a new butt. 
but <laughs> but but hey, what's uh, what sucks is that guy's a UPS driver. Yeah. So if just, you see a UPS driver go by and he's standing, <laughs> standing up driving, Wilfredo, <laughs> he'll get like three years of disability. Don't worry about him. Yeah. Hey, I got a question for you. Where'd you get that vest? That's a nice vest. Well, this this <laughs> this vest was a a Christmas present. John Dutton. Uh, but if you notice that's the from Dutton Ranch right there, it is. If you notice the Extreme Power Sports logo on the front, yeah, that's why I'm asking. Like, what, I didn't know that they had their own vests. Well, it's something you know. I'm working with Hans on on trying to get nice. s- some new apparel out from uh, Extreme Power Sports. But if you notice that there's a a brand new red bike sitting right behind Duke, yeah. Um, we've got a a few of. It, here's the truth about all of that. Again, I try to be very open and transparent on this show. We do not have any contract with any brand on our race team. So the way w- with the facility happening, what we did last year without the facility being involved is, you know, we were we were buying bikes, buying parts and doing things and traveling and we went racing. Obviously we did pro, you know, supercross and outdoors. At this moment right now, we do not have a, a contract with anybody as far as a brand goes to ride a specific brand of bike. And it boils down to getting the best deal that you can possibly get on a bike. And we, we have great friends in this industry, which, you know, is a small industry, but it's a great industry. And we felt that the route for us to go for, you know, the people that we do help and try and support with bikes, even if it's at a discount, whatever it may be, uh, was through Extreme Power Sports. And that's Hans in Tampa. Extreme Power Sports is just south of 60 on 301. And they gave us a great deal on bikes. And we will see multiple of the future MX riders switching over to Honda uh, within the coming months. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now we currently have three of them. And we are in route to get three more, hopefully within the next week or two. And Can you get four? Yeah, absolutely. I don't, I'm looking to get back on the. They don't make a 125 anymore. I'm, look, Shane. I'm looking to get back on the horse, bro. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I'm all for it. Uh, we we ended up going down there and, and meeting, and and actually Duke went with me, and we we met with Hans, the the owner of Extreme Power Sports, and great guy made us made us a great deal on a great bike which is a great product uh everybody is fully aware of you know where we've been for the past couple years out at the dog pound which happens to know a little bit about a honda um you know they they've figured out how to adjust the levers and where to make the bike right so we felt like honda was a good choice for us and with the deal that we were able to get through Extreme Power Sports, which, you know, again, we're paying for these bikes. We pay for every bike. I heard it was buy one, get one. No, it's not. Oh. Do not put That's that out That's GT bicycles <laughs> that you're thinking of. Yeah, do not, do not put that out there whatsoever. Ah, um, uh, you know I'm kidding. Our, our deal with Extreme Power Sports, though, when we went down, we sat with him, we met with him, we told him what we wanted to do and wanted to, to convert some of our bikes over. So... The bike that is currently sitting behind Dookie that you can see on the screen 
that particular bike is going to be Mr. Peter Parente, which is going to debut that bike at the Winter Rams, the Florida Winter Rams series. So he will be riding Hondas. Uh, we are also talking about, and it's in the works, but it's not a done deal yet because the bike's not here yet. So nothing's done until it's here. But uh, switching Mr. Caleb Groves and Wilfredo Guzman over from the Cowie to the Honda. Man, I am so glad that um, Hans is is able to recognize the local racing or the amateur racing. He's no stranger to it. Uh, remember Mike Picone? Yes. Longtime sponsor cup rider. I, I was just getting ready to tell you, you know, Tyler, the only time, it, Shane, you've, you've been able to do it way more than, than most people, but being at the professional Supercross level and sitting on the starting line as a mechanic, and Duke, you've been there too, but the only time, well, I take that back. The one time that I remember at Daytona Supercross was on the gate for a heat race with Mike Picone on an Extreme Power Sports Honda. And that was oh, years ago. We actually talked about it on the podcast when Mike Picone was here on our podcast with us before. But but our roots with Extreme Power Sports and our roots with Hans go pretty good ways back. Well, they, they helped you out with Huskies, too. They do, and that's the great thing about Extreme Power Sports, and that's why I was getting ready to say it. I'm glad you brought that up, and you just fed right into it. No, swallowed, like even with, Swallowed that bait. No, yeah. like even with uh, Aiden, like like with the history since I've met you, you've dealt with Extreme for a yeah. long time. Yep, absolutely. Um, even, even on the Husqvarna level. And honestly, I think we even got Husqvarna's from Extreme when, when Chad Reed went to Husqvarna. Yes, so um, yep. I, there was a history there as well. Yep. And even Justin Starling right now, which is a great friend of ours, great friend of the facility and somebody that I support and I want to look forward to, which we'll get into him when we talk about our A1, you know, thoughts and predictions. But uh, Extreme Power Sports helps, you know, Starling. And in the past, they help Pacone and they help a lot of people. But one thing I want to allude to that, that you just mentioned is they're not just Honda. So Extreme Power Sports, they have Hondas, they have Husqvarna's, they have Gas Gas, they have Polaris. They're a multi-brand yeah. multi dealership in Tampa. And if They even it, sell scooters, I think, for, for the likes of Dookie over here. They do, electric scooters. Little, little scooters. Yeah, yeah they, they got all kinds of stuff. Yeah. I mean, when Benji was in there, Benji was going crazy. Benji rode with Dookie and I and, and yeah. went down there and, and we did a deal on um, one, one of the bikes, you know, right off the, 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 the spot there. And, yeah. you know, I, I can't I can't say enough about Hans and Extreme Power Sports. I greatly appreciate them and what they do for us a, as a whole. So I, I would like to say that this they have a nice vest vest. <laughs> which we're going to figure out how Hans can get this screen printed into the vest. But if you look at the front fender of that Honda sitting right behind Dookie, you can see right where that bike came from. Yeah. And that's Extreme Power Sports in Tampa. So. I've, I've been there quite a bit, um, and it always seems like they have a widespread of inventory. They do. You know, like they, they there's there's always stuff there. And I've been there a lot for parts. Their parts department's always pretty, well, pretty damn good. You keep alluding to the right things because that's what I was just getting ready to ask Duke. You know, Duke, Duke's going from a different brand over to Honda. 
So to be able to get the parts that you need in a timely fashion and have somebody that yep. knows what they're talking about and can get you the parts that you need in a timely fashion, Duke spent some time at the parts counter talking with them and I mean, treated, treated Duke like gold. I mean, just such a, such a great group yeah. of people down there. So yeah, everything I asked for, he had it in stock, ready to go. No way. Way. Oil filters, air filters. Man, I went to a shop the other day. I couldn't even get a bar pad. Uh, uh, wrong brand, buddy. Anyway, we're yeah, not, we're not yeah, going to talk yeah, about you, that brand. What'd you do, go to a Yamaha shop or something? <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I need a bar pad. Hey, I, if, I, if, I, if I got you, some if, in the back. They're red. If your stock bar pad wouldn't fall off, you, you wouldn't need one. It was, it was so, it's so small. I'm insecure about it. <laughs> Wrong brand. Anyway, great, great to have extreme power sports, uh, back involved with future MX. They've, they've helped us a lot. They helped with Aiden, like you said, on the Huskies, they've helped me before with Pacone and they even personally, you know, my, my daughter's own four wheeler came from, from there. So any, anything we could do to send some traffic to Extreme Power Sports in Tampa, please do it. Make sure that you mention Future MX, RJ, Sugar Shane, Dave Dukey, Tyler Kasha. Tell them, tell them that they sent you down there, and hopefully they'll give you, you know, a little bit of a deal, because I'm sure they will. Yeah, they, they, I, I've never seen a bad deal come out of that place, to be no, honest with you. They, they know what they're doing. Yeah. So let's let's go on from from Minios. We we haven't had a show for a while, so we wanted to recap that. Have have been un, under the weather for a little bit. Not going to lie to anybody. Uh, you know, got some medical things going on, but we got some of that straightened out, and we're working working through some of those deals. But then we also got the facility going on, uh, and the facility is many messages and people that I meet at the fence line and come to the gate and you know want to know how it is to pay to ride there unfortunately that's not possible but uh trying to trying to map map out how that's that's going out there i mean it's it's a learning curve it's it's new to all of us well fill us in please because i haven't talked to you much about it and i i haven't been out there in a long time it, it, actually the last time i was out there the motocross track was still being built um how's it going I mean, in, in my opinion, I'm going to give you the, the biased just, opinion. Yeah, I, just raw dog it. I think, <laughs> I, think it, I think it's going great. Uh, you know, in, in the biased opinion, I think it's going great. I, I think the realistic opinion is, is there's some expectations that we had that should have been done sooner. And I think that when you learn with today's world, as far as, you know, general contractors and supply and demand and materials availability, things move a lot slower than mm. I thought. Uh, Lead times. Correct. We have also, you know, and I, I've been pretty open and honest about, about the whole thing, and I, and I still will be right now. You know, we, we had great meetings with the county at the very beginning, and we're still dealing with, with the county right now, and they've been great to work with. I have, you know, nothing negative to say about them. Uh, we have some neighbors that have some concerns and have created some concerns. So 
we have met with them. We have tried to address their concerns yeah. and, and we're doing everything that we can in our power to, you know, make sure that, that, you know, we respect everybody around us, spe- yeah. specifically the neighbors, but we want to respect everybody around us. We want to res- respect what the county uh, uh, is allowing us to do and, right. and make sure that we can maintain that. Uh, I, I don't know, you know, in the long run, how all of that's going to pan out until we can get through some of the, the processes yeah. of, of how that happens. But Well, just like with anything else in life, there's got to be give and take on both sides to make everybody find that happy medium, Yeah, uh, whether it's with the neighbors or the county or whatever. Um, Rome the f- wasn't built in a day. And, yeah, and the, yeah. The, but the, the current facility that's, that's present right now is one Supercross track and one outdoor track. Correct. Yes, it currently is. Uh, We can actually, we have the ability to divide our outdoor track into two because the way that it's split. So we have the ability to split it into two very small tracks if you only wanted to work on sections. But uh, to answer your question, yes, we have have the full Supercross track that was already there and 402 came in, which we love Brad and they did a phenomenal job. Kyle Cheeseman jumped in there with the dozer and they got that thing reshaped, um, you know, from what was there. There used to be some irrigation lines and different lanes that you couldn't really change. So that's been yeah. removed. Uh, we've made improvements to the shop, which was, you know, it, it's all existing stuff. I mean, that stuff right. was already there, but right. but we've we've you know repainted some walls, repainted some floors. I mean, the the place is definitely uh on the up and up i would say that yeah and and, you know a huge thank you to mr ricky hampshire the hampshire family they came in and helped us redo the roof on the mobile home Uh, does he still have his bullet yes (laughs) legend he is a legend I mean, it's always going to be a legend, if, especially in Central Florida. Yeah, if I, I I feel like if you commit to a mullet, like you might as well just keep it for ages anyway. Like, um, yeah, I agree, Shane. It, mullet or ponytail is something that's long term. It becomes a, it, mullets to it, me. It become becomes a, part of you. It becomes a staple to that person. Yeah. How about a bun? No, no, I can't do that. You exactly. have zero hair anywhere. Exactly, I'm thinking anywhere about the bun above your neck, and you're talking about a bun. Yeah, I'm thinking about. Oh, I'm thinking about. I could grow hair if I want to. Well, do it. I'm really? Gonna, I'm going to do a bun. Dookie can grow hair. No, not happening. Um, can you grow eyebrows? I shaved him off this morning. <laughs> <laughs> but that, yeah. no, that's I, that's super. That's super cool. In. Do you have to realize every every track that's probably opened up in the nation is has had growing pains with people around neighbors yeah, county. Absolutely. I mean, come on, it's well, listen, I mean, par for the course yeah, for sure. And, and and I'm not going to beat around the bush, behind, you know, and and hide behind any of it. I mean, yeah. I'll, I'll be the first one to say, you know, we've had our growing pains. It's 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 grown slower than I expected it to be. Yeah. You know, we we wanted to be you know a little bit more prepared with the facility as far as the buildings and, and the things that are there. But at the same time, you know, I, I do want to address some of the messages that we get on Instagram and, you know, comments on YouTube, whatever it may be. I wish we what, could like be, negative. 
No, people that want to come ride there. Hey, how much? Yeah, how much they, they want to come ride. Oh, but how, it's a but it's a private facility, so you correct. can you can get a spot there if there's a spot open. No, privately. my birthday's coming up, and I want to go ride. No. So no, no, no. What I'm oh. saying is, how does the facility work? Yeah, no. So you can't. There, it's not really about spots. So the way that the way that I don't we, know how it works. Yeah, and, which is fine, and that and that's a good thing to talk about because the amount of messages and people that that talk about you know hey how can I come right yeah. there what can I do because we talk about the facility but like how does it actually work Yeah, so it's right it's completely a private facility you know we're right. li- we're limited on the amount of riders that we're allowed to have there mainly you know between my own son that rides and then there's a couple other partners that are in the facility with me they have their own kids that ride right so between our own family members you know we're only allowed to have a couple invited guests that come out with us right and and those invited guests are the ones that that get to to come in when you have such a limited cap of people that can be there right and you know we're restricted on the the amount of riders we're restricted on the hours that we can ride and and we make sure that we do everything that we can to follow within those those rules and those guidelines yeah. and and in my opinion we've done a phenomenal job of doing that we haven't you know cr- you know we haven't crossed that edge or pushed the limit between any of them but to the people that are asking if they can come ride there, if they see it, you know, if they're riding at Croom and they come down the Croom fence line and they stop and try and flag one yeah. of us down, you know, hey, what does it take to come over there and ride there? Uh, unfortunately, we're not allowed to do that. And as much as I wish we could, that's that's not reality. Yeah. And we have to follow within the guidelines of, of what we are. And and that's that's where we're at with it. And, you know, in, in the long term, in the future, you know, I don't know, maybe who knows what it could turn into. Yeah. Maybe something will change years down the road. But at at this point right now, we're, we're doing exactly what we can do. And, and that's about where, you know, where it stands. Nice. (laughs) But moving on from the facility, we've talked about Minios. We got our update. We're in 2024. Now this weekend coming up, we have Anaheim one. The round that we all look forward to. We see the off-season changes, the brands, the riders, the gear, whoever. We have a lot to talk about about A1. And I want to dive in deep on A1. I want to talk about upsets. I want to talk about predictions. I want to talk about the biggest changes. So I'm going to start, and I'm going to ask Dookie first, what do you think both positive and negative was the biggest off-season change going into 2024? When you're talking about a rider changing from one brand to the next. Obviously, you've got Coop going from KTM to Yamaha. You've got Chase going from Honda to KTM. You said positive and negative? Yes. I want to know who you think is going to have the biggest gain by going to that change mm-hmm. and who do you think will have the biggest negative uh the two that you just named uh i think the biggest gain is going to be chase because he brings the number one with him yeah and honda hadn't won in 20 years hadn't won the main and they let him go yeah uh, i think he's going to do excellent uh new you know change of scenery you know sometimes change is good right and i think that's going to help him Okay. Uh, on the negative side is Cooper. 
Yeah. I just think Coop, it's watching him so far, seeing him over in Europe, there's still something missing from that program, his program, whether it's in, the, in his head, more than likely that's where it is, or if it's his physical thing, or if he can't adapt to that, that bike. Yeah. You know, he struggled before when he was on it on a 450, couldn't stay off the ground. Yeah. Right now, I don't think he's been hitting the ground, but it, I don't think it's underpowered. Yeah. But he just, he ain't making any progress forward. So I yeah. think those are going to, those two right there are my two. Okay. Positive and negative. Do, Dookie, do you think uh, with Coop, um, him going to Yamaha was a decision because they weren't really, he wasn't really sure on Eli's fate? I think that's some of it. And yeah, now, exactly. and now that Eli's, you yeah, think that's going to affect him a little bit. As yeah. far as, as far as, I I know I know that teams sometimes uh, favor riders over other riders. Wow. So I wonder, I do do you think that is going to affect Coop, Coop's mindset? I think so. I think so. And. Not favor, but, but, but a lot of sometimes right? things go that's into. That's got to be in his mind because he, he jumped ship early, left, the, left the, you know, a good team, right. and said he was having problems and issues with suspension, handling problems, what have you. So that's why he wanted out, you know. <clears throat> Not often do they let you out early, you know. Yeah. And he went over there, and that might have, I'm sure that was on his mind. It's probably on Star's mind because they even took another one of their guys and moved up. It's very unusual for them to have two. Yeah, right. there's three. The, they have three. The, the 450, the 450 side at Star is pretty, pretty stacked, and I wonder if they're. I wonder if they're all getting the same amount of attention. Yeah. To be honest, I mean, to be honest with you, I've I've seen it. Well, I, I Coop's got a different mechanic. Well, and here's the other side of this too. Not necessarily an off-season change of brand. But an off-season change of going from a 250 to a 450, both of the Lawrence brothers. Then you got a change of brand going between Benny Bloss and Colt Nichols mm -hmm. going to Beta, which is, I don't. When was the last time a Beta was in a Supercross race? I don't think they've ever had a Beta in a Supercross race. Ah, oh, but Beta Beta puts out a good product. They do. They do. Yeah. They do. It's a great bike. When I was at uh, the the uh, Motocross of Nations. They had one of the sickest bikes on display that I've ever seen. Yeah, it was yeah. awesome. Hey, I'm not. I'm not saying there's anything no, wrong with the no. bike by any means. I'm I just think talking it's great. about. You know, here we are talking about, you know, Coop going to Yamaha and and Chase going to KTM. But but, but that was the question. No, I said who was your biggest positive and negative game changer in the off season. In the off season. So even Benny, you know, Benny kind of did his own program last mm. year. We were with Benny a lot. Benny's been on the show. I'm a huge fan of Benny. I, I wish Benny well. I hope he does great. But Benny going to beta, even Colt Nichols going to beta, you know, how does that go? How does that go for them? Where do you, where do you think they're at? Is, is that surprising? You got not necessarily an off-season change, but an off-season surgery between Tomac, you know, getting his, his knee done and then saying he's coming back to race supercross and i know he's on the blue bike which you know tyler thinks is the greatest bike that was ever created <laughs> oh no comment i don't i was just shocked at duke's laugh 
which I thought was rude. Carry on. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't see... Listen, I, I know Beta puts out a great product because I know people that own them yep. and, they're, and they're, they're great bikes, but I, I just don't see that manufacturer being super successful out of the gate with, with Colt and Benny. I just... I don't, I don't... I mean, how much... When did they announce... I mean, honestly, when did they announce that they're going to go supercross riding? Couldn't tell you. You know, it's. It, I think. Well, it was, I think. I, I think it was in twenty twenty three, and I mean, how much? How much testing? And, they're further uh, ahead than the Triumph team. Th- th- they are, but they I, are. I, I honestly feel both those teams are going to struggle coming out of the gate. You know, yeah, as I, far as getting the bike to work good in that setting. I, I think any first year model or first year team. I mean. It, it's almost like buying a first year of a model car, right? Yeah. So, you know, the brand new model comes out. You almost you almost don't want to buy the first year model because you want them to work the bugs out of it and figure right. out what needs to be fixed. And, you know, I, I think that those – and I'm not knocking any of those riders between Triumph 8 or whatever. Oh, it's not the rider. I, I mean, it's the, the, comfort, it's, the, it's the comfort. Yeah, it's, it's – I think they both make a great bike. I just think that at this point in their career, I think that, you know, Benny and Colt, yeah. they're going to be a great development rider for that bike. For I sure. Mean, they, you know, Benny knows, and, and so does Colt, they know how to ride a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. And they're going to help build that. And that, it's just like, in my opinion, Savachi with Triumph. Savachi's a veteran of the sport. Savachi's been on our show before. Savachi's, you know, a great guest that we had on the episode, whatever he was on. I don't know what number it was, but. He, and he's finicky. So it might, it's going to help Triumph. That's going to help him. It's absolutely going to help him. And, and I, I respect that. The one thing that I want to talk about as far as off-season moves that neither one of you brought up, including I you, I didn't Tyler. answer the question yet. Okay, go ahead. Go <laughs> no, go ahead. go ahead. I want to hear what I didn't bring up, please. <laughs> yeah, what didn't I bring up either that I wasn't asked? <laughs> what rider left star? Kitchen? Kitchen. No. Kitchen and Ferrandis. 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 Going to the red bike. With the gold wheels. With Mr. David Eller and Phoenix Honda. Great team, great people. We spent a lot of time with Heath Harrison at, at Minio's. Dookie and I spent a lot of time underneath their tent. One of the coolest guys yeah. in, in the pits. Phoenix yep. Honda. I mean, those those guys are just awesome. I mean, came and sat with us underneath our tent for, I don't even know how many yeah, he's, hours. He's, I mean, he's good people. He's, he does a great job there. He does. And... and what a phenomenal guy uh, to be around, but what a change in my opinion. And I'm not, I'm not knocking Phoenix Honda by any way, and I don't want them to think that, but what a change for Dylan Ferrandis going from the factory Yamaha team to a Honda supported Phoenix Honda team. Factory connections deep there too, though. They are. Ziggy is very deep into that. And I and program. trust me, I think he's going to have a great bike. Don't get me wrong. It is. I, it, I I've think, seen it. I think he's going to have a great bike. I wonder nice. if he'll get the support like the old Kevin Windham days to where, to where you know, he very well the, might. The suspension was from you know factory show. Uh, I mean, oh, I don't, yeah. I haven't seen the yeah. bike yet, but oh, he, that's what he's got now. I can guarantee it. Yeah. So I I uh, seen it. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if a, a manufacturer change for and for Ferrandis is going to make much of a difference. To be honest with you, I I honestly think that Ferrandis has lost a little bit of his luster. 
Well, and I think that's probably part of the reason why Star decided, you know, yeah. to say, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna go with Coop." But on the on the other end of that, <clears throat> staying with Star, you got Justin Cooper moving up from two fifty to four fifty full time. Yeah. Again, not a change of team, but an off season change, just like Jet and Hunter, you know, going from two fifty to four fifty. This four fifty class at A one for me has got to be one of the most exciting that I've seen in years. Oh, I mean, when you're when you're talking about the guys that we're naming off, look I mean, at the names. Let, let's let's not let's not forget about the veterans that are staying on the same teams, like a Malcolm Stewart, a Christian Craig, uh, an Aaron Plessinger right now, who's in my opinion, and don't don't know for a fact, you know, maybe we could call him and ask him, but a healthy off season, a good good strong season of testing. I haven't heard a lot from him. Go, going into A1, I think AP could be a silent threat. Dude, the guy wants to win a Supercross so bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely he does. And, and he's got the ability to do it. Yeah. Jason Anderson. Yeah. And back with Cowie again for a, a consecutive years. Yep. You know, AC is back with, with Cowie again. 20-something years. Did you know that? Yeah. But AC, I was watching AC, that. AC I was watching that yeah. preview show, and and he said he was he's been with Kawasaki for over twenty something years. Well, I, it's freaking crazy. Yeah, and then hey, the other one that I we have sixty five for him. Yeah, the other one that we years. we haven't talked about that that's one A one before. Bam Bam. Yeah. Oh he's, yeah. Bam Bam's one A one before. Count him out. So and then we haven't brought up the kickstart in the room. Exactly. Kickstart Kenny. Kickstart Kenny. He's won A1 before also. They've got that Suzuki dial, and I've worked with Larry Brooks. Larry Brooks is a mastermind behind that deal. Larry Brooks is good. So I, I think in, in this A1 field, who do you think, I, and I know I'm, I'm almost certain Bam Bam had a, an injury coming back from Tomac had a knee but he's raced since then Tomac had a knee that he's coming back from Achilles Achilles okay Achilles coming back from you have minor off-season you know twitches injuries surgeries whatever who do you think is going to be the most prepared and Tyler I'm going to start with you who do you think is going to be the most prepared 450 rider for a1 that's I'm a loaded not, I'm, question. I'm not saying who's going to win. No, I'm, you're I'm, saying who is the most prepared, but what tier of rider are we talking about that's going to be the most prepared? Are we talking about Jet Lawrence, or are we talking about maybe who's going to be the most improved because they are incredibly prepared? I mean, now you want to get so technical with all these questions. I'll just answer both. Okay, go ahead. I think that... I, I think the Honda guys are, are probably the most well-prepared and the most improved from um, as a result of their preparation is Dylan Ferrandez. Thank you. Really? Absolutely. Wow. Okay. You know, I've got some inside knowledge. Well, apparently you're just... Loving the Hondas. Oh, not telling us, huh? Loving the Hondas, then. I may or may not have seen Dylan at the test track, and I'm excited for him. I, I am, too. I really am. I'm, I'm excited for the Phoenix Honda team. I'm, I'm excited for David Eller because he's been a stand-up guy to me. 
when we have been at the the races together and parked together. Uh, he and I sat next to each other at the Houston Supercross last year, and honestly, one of the most down to earth great guys. Yeah, he's just a regular. He's an average person. Yeah. Well, I honestly he I, drove the semi in to pick him up this year. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so RJ, let me let me answer that similar question. Okay. Do you want me to answer it? Yeah. I I think to answer the question of who's the most prepared going in from the little bit of knowledge that I know, it's got to be the Lawrence brothers. Neither neither one of them that I know of and and if I did know, I would share it. But neither one that I know of have had any major off-season changes, injuries. You know, n- you know, knock on wood. You know, love. I don't think any of them have. I, yeah, I, I'm I'm so concerned about the lack of knowledge of preseason injuries that it's like it's eerily quiet. Well, I I think Barsha was pretty vocal about his, but he's uh, racing his. No, I mean like see like the classic uh the classic December he wasn't, he wasn't hurt like he didn't he did he not race Charlotte Barsha? Yeah, he did. He raced he raced in the World Supercross finals or whatever. He, he, he hasn't did. been injured since then. I don't Yeah, I'm mostly referring to like the classic December crash out for the season after the contract. No, that's the thing I'm saying. Like I uh, I well, haven't I mean, heard of anything. Listen anybody that's been listening or following our, our podcast and going along knows that, you know, I, I have a vested interest in HBI, you know, with, uh, helping them with bikes and, and training and stuff. And I, I wish HBI well, we had a great supercross season last year and continue to wish them the most support, but look at their, you know, honestly, number one, four fifty guy, right. Master pool. Mm-hmm. He's out. And then you look at Caden Braswell, Another another kid I love the Braswell family they're awesome David Caden they're they're great people hurt that stuff happens you know off season injuries happen but you know about it but we're talking about like well, all they, these big ass names that that we haven't I've seen videos of every one of them yeah. they all look like they're going faster faster than a, of, you know a frog can jump over a freaking lily pad of course that's what they're going to show you yeah. Um, yeah, but think about how you could like set your watch to Travis Pastrana getting hurt before the season or early right. season, or you could set, or you were just waiting for AC to yard sale and be out, and he crashed in, at the test tracks. I, that's what I think Shane and I are referring to. Yeah, like we haven't heard anything of any of that. But doesn't but doesn't that make a one even even better? Yeah, totally. So if 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 well, if everybody tomorrow. goes into this race this weekend healthy. Yeah, it's probably the most insane gate drop we're ever gonna see. And and honestly, wow. I I mean seriously because there's there, normally there's one or two guys that are like, oh well, I'm not gonna make it until the second round or or a collarbone or something like that happens. Not like Tyler's saying, we haven't heard anything. And if everybody shows up, that's on the list of riders that are decided yeah. for the 450. It's insane. Dude, I, I honestly, I think that there's some big name guys right now that could realistically finish in 12th. 
Yeah, there's too many writers. Some of the people that we've, some of the guys that we've already named. I mean, when you go through these these lists, you know, when you're talking about the Rocks and the Tomac, the Sexton, the APs, Craig, Stewart, yeah. Coop, to, I mean, I don't even Frandis. It just it just keeps going on. Like the list, we, the Lawrence brothers. I mean, this all throws such a wrench in in the plans right now for who who is. You know, going to be your top five in the four. Never mention any of the Kawasaki guys. I, I just, I AC, just, maybe. I just don't see them being there. Yeah, honestly. come on. I know. AC has stated he's got to get out of his comfort zone this year. Yeah, yeah. He it, he rode he rode in within his comfort zone all last season. He want all he wanted to the guy wanted to do is make it through the season without getting injured, and he did it. Right. This year, I think the kid is going to have to throw down if he wants to get on the podium. I just I just don't see he it. wants to keep his job. Yeah, I just I just don't see it with he, with he's gonna the, have to with, do something with the competition that's out there right now. And, and I mean I love AC. I back in my iMoto days I interviewed him when he was on a sixty five and an eighty five. The kid is great. He's a phenomenal guy. Yeah. I, I mean stand up representative of your company. He's a great ambassador of Kawasaki. I'm not knocking him. I just don't. I don't see AC in the podium anywhere this year. Mm-hmm. Who who mentioned Cowie? Was that Duke? Duke? Yep, Duke did. Okay. And honestly, I you know I'm I I don't see El Hombre there either. I see. I'm a I'm a Jason Anderson fan. I think I think if that guy starts clicking, he's always going to be there. Yeah. If he clicks, but yeah. the problem is when is he clicking? You know, I mean, yeah. A one. He's never won an A1. Exactly. If he does, let's go. Who is your A1 pick, though? Well, we're going to get to picks. I, I, we're going to get to picks. I, I, when you asked the question earlier about like who who do you think is going to be the most prepared, yep. For at the end of last season, how KR was writing – and and how strong he is mentally and physically, I think I think he comes in A one the most repaired mentally and physically. I could see that. For sure. I that's my opinion. Yeah. And he is a winner. He knows how to win. He has won before. He hasn't put necessarily a title together except for I'm not saying he's, he's I have a pick too. I'm not saying he's my winner pick, but as far as he's being strong. somebody that's like mentally yeah. there and, and his second year on the bike, I, I I'm with you. I think he's comfortable and, and I think he goes in Anaheim one not yeah. freaking out and not nervous. He knows he so, knows he so can't. Ro- Roxon won it in twenty two. Yeah. Twenty three Tomac won it. Barsha won it in 2020 because 21 was the COVID year, so it didn't start until Houston. So, yeah. <clears throat> but, dude, give me your pick—the one that you, the one you just said you had a pick. Hunter Lawrence. I think he's gonna do good. That's the most I'm excited about is him. I, yeah, I think he's gonna do good. Well, I was out at the compound a week ago. Inside knowledge. Here we go. A day after it rained, and nobody was riding. But Hunter Lawrence. Yeah. He come out, and it was late in the afternoon. He come out, and he went into the uh, turn track, and he was riding her, and he was riding her hard. Yeah. <laughs> he was pushing it where nobody else was. Riding her nobody hard. Nobody else was riding. He was riding her hard. <laughs> I, I, I could see that, and I think when you look at some of the... He kind of floats under the radar. Yeah. And, and I could see that for sure. We're, and we're going to get to pick picks in a minute Tyler but be, before we get there 
I don't want to say who do you think is going to underperform the most because Chase that, Sexton. Okay, thank you. Back to Denver. So the question would be: Is who do you think would be is who's your biggest letdown at A one? Who is someone that you think has a potential to be a podium threat that is probably going to end up in tenth place? Shane, this was your your, your question. Malcolm Stewart. Really? Yeah. Okay. It's been a while. It's yeah. been a while for him, and I yeah. I I want to see Malcolm win in a race, but with this lineup, I I just I I say he's top ten, but towards the end of top ten. Okay. But probably I. It's I he's got something to prove, and I know that he wants to do it, but I just don't. So you're saying on this? I think epi- he's going to. I think right he, I think he's going to end up on the ground. Episode thirty six. You're saying that that Malcolm is probably between like a seven and ten place guy. Yeah. I'm writing that down. Yeah, somebody document that. Duke, who do you think is someone that you think could be a podium contender that is going to underperform? And you're not saying you're not you're not you're not talking podium contender. Like no. I I think that Malcolm is a podium contender, I but agree. I think he's going to yeah. underperform. <laughs> I agree. Do you understand the question, Dickie? Yep. yep. Okay. I yep. agree with that. I'm I'm right there with you. Seven to tenth. Yeah. God. I'm going to go with Adam Cincirello. Yeah, I could see Why that. Why would that be a shocker, though? Yeah, I, it's not. Yeah, that's true, too. Yeah, that's not a shocker. We're just kind of used to it. <laughs> I've grown accustomed. Yeah, same here. So, Tyler, give me your. My underperformer? Underperformer. I'm so opposite with you on that Cincirello thing. Really? Yeah. Come on now, you gotta speak. Cooper Webb. Underperformer. Big B, the truck driver. That's gonna be the underperformer of the weekend. <laughs> Cooper Webb. <laughs> no, we're, talking, we're talking about riders. Oh, okay. <laughs> so Tyler, you're you're gonna go with Cooper Webb. Cooper Webb finishes above the top five. He finishes I'm talking about underperforming. So who do you think should be a podium threat? And you're saying that he's gonna finish what? Fourth? No, I'm saying he's going to finish 6th to ninth. 6th to ninth, Coop. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. I'm not is, that not a, is that not an uh, outlandish no. no, I'm not speculation? Against, I mean, his, his jersey's just sitting right here. Again, you know, something's missing. It's, so, of, it's, so, of, it's so hard because, like you said earlier, yep. there's a lot of these guys we're talking about that could probably get 15th if everybody shows up freaking healthy. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know, is, so did hey. we determine if that is an outlandish speculation or is, is is that within the realm of reality? Cooper Webb finishes between sixth and ninth. Reality? No, I I think that could be a reality, but I don't want to say it because his jersey's sitting right here next to well, me. Well, the jersey ain't going to respond. Yeah, but he's a friend of mine, and I don't I, I can't put him in. No, the, no, great great rider. Is, hey, here we go with the friends thing. We were discussing this. <laughs> Yeah, you this can't. is business. This business is separated. It's not like we can you gotta separate it. Hey, you got to let your infatuation with Cooper like go on the wayside. All right, so I'm going to tell you mine. Yeah, let me hear it. And, and it's not going to be a fan favorite, but I, I, in my opinion, underperform. I believe the underperformer for A1 is going to be Chase Sexton. That doesn't. You're ask, You're telling the wrong guy that. I I feel that. Where's the button? I didn't. Hey, 
Which one? <laughs> that one? No, the, the B button. Hey, so so I'm glad you said that, to be honest with you, because, because Dookie answered the first question, and I think the biggest negative is with what happened in the off season is Chase Sexton going to KTM. Yeah. I really think I really think it is uh, I think I think the guy's got problems. What do you think He goes too fast. What do you get, think is the I don't the, care what bike he's riding. Yeah, right here, so if right he here. switched any team didn't matter. Yeah, so so if well, I I think I mean you're talking about the reigning Supercross champion, okay? So you're you're talking about a guy that goes from a Honda on number 1 uh, completely different chassis, completely different brand, completely different bike. Struggled a little bit on the Honda in certain scenarios, even though, yes, won the championship, which, you know, I, listen, I'm not about putting asterisks next to championships. That, that to me, is a joke. I mean, Sexton did crash enough to have lost the championship and didn't. Right, but the people that were ahead of him, Tomac, Coop, you know, Coop goes out in Nashville, right? Hit, yeah. hit. win. So... He finished the series and he won the championship and he earned that. No one can ever take that away from him. And, right. and I will not be the one that takes that away from him. Nope. So he is the number one guy right now. And he is going out as the, the 2023 Supercross reigning champion coming into 2024 A1. I feel that he should be a podium threat, but in my mind, I do not see Chase. Well, he's I, I don't see he's Chase also he's also coming onto a team that where I feel personally that Cooper and Plessinger have struggled with that bike. Yeah, fully, oh, definitely, fully aware of that. So, but they I got a new frame now. Do you think they're going to work some crazy maybe, magic? Maybe they have. They yeah. got a new frame two weeks ago. Well, I think there's magic. Is that frame? Is that frame? Um, Available to the public? Yep. It's yeah. on the new yeah. 25, 20, what do they call them? 24 and a half? Factory edition. Yeah, factory 20, edition. Now we have halves. Yep. Yes, halves. I forgot about halves. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, Why maybe maybe new, maybe the new frame is going to turn it around for both of those Hopes guys. to have the flex. I'm in complete agreement with RJ. Chase Sexton is looking for a motorcycle to suit his riding style. He needs to change his riding style to suit the motorcycle. That's that's gonna be tough. That's a tough tough feat to ask. I mean, I don't. I know it's like a horrible comparison, but it's hard for golfers anybody. change their swing. Yeah. Other professional athletes, I think pitchers change their pitch. I think it's hard. This is my opinion, and I'll probably never get a job at KTM again because I did work there. <laughs> I think it's hard. I think it's hard for the current people that run KTM to like let go of like the dungeon years mm -hmm. and and you know even back to rocks and racing there and and the success that they had so much with with those guys or whatever that it's hard for new these these current guys like Coop and Sexton and Plessinger to come in there and it's hard for them to accept that they're not winning like they did with Dungey. Right. Do and, you think and that KTM, yeah, no, I agree with that. You think that KTM says that you're you're not a Denji, so it's like I think KTM has the mindset. This is my opinion. Take it or leave it. But I think KTM has the mindset like we're KTM. This is what we offer. If you don't like it, piss off. 
I, that's well. I mean, they're going to test and they're going to make changes. That's kind of the European way, of course. But they're you know they're going to make changes and they're going to try to help Chase out and and Plessinger. But I just don't. It's it's only going to go to a certain level, you know. And and if they start struggling with that bike like they have or whatever, I mean. The person to talk about that would be Cooper. Webb. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. Uh, you know, I don't know how much we want to get into. About. I think they over-engineered everything last year. They overthought the whole process. Well, but if you get into the process and you start doing it and you do anything outside of what they want you to do, right. then all of a sudden it's what you're doing. It's not what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what Shane's alluding to yeah, with, right. without calling anybody out, which we're not here to do. But, no, 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 no. But if, if I love the, if, I love that those guys, and they're all great yeah, guys. They are. But I don't, I don't know, but maybe, you know, I mean, I think, I think, uh, they, they were on a really hot winning streak for a lot of years and, Mm -hmm. and, uh, it was the bike to have, it was the bike to have and the bike has changed and it's a cycle. It's a cycle. I mean, look how many look years. Honda. Look how many years Honda didn't do. Twenty years before winning an elite class again. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I think, but the the at the end of the day, they're all good bikes. They're all amazing. It's <coughs> it's 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 up to the guy that's riding the damn thing as yep. well. You know. So that's it, where you come prepared. So yeah. if we talked about who's the biggest letdown, and we talked about the off season changes. Who do you think is flying under the radar right now that nobody's necessarily watching or counting on or thinking that's going to be a podium threat that could be there? 450s. Yeah, we're only talking 450s. We haven't even gotten to 250s yet. But in the 450s, if you have somebody that, that, you know, we – we talked about the off-season changes, right, of people going to different brands or making the switch from 250 to 450. We, we went through that. We talked about who was going to be the most prepared. We talked about who we think is going to be the biggest letdown, right, who, who should be up there but not going to be there. So let's go to who do you think might be that 6th to 10th place guy from last year that has done something either in the off-season training or branding and putting you up there towards that podium, top five podium guy this year? So my idea is, the only thing about my idea is, is listening to the speculation from other industry people, other podcasts and things like that. Sure. People seem to be placing Hunter Lawrence along the same level of a Christian Craig or an Aaron Plessinger. And I, I suspect that he is actually above yeah, a, the next tier of that rider and a, and, and in actuality, a podium threat. Yeah. I disagree with that, that the comment that you made initially about, have you heard that as well? No, I have not. And I don't get much time to listen to other stuff. Not so to, who is his pick? He was talking about Hunter Lawrence being compared to. Well, he hasn't even raced a 450. But I, I do, I do agree with your pick, but I disagree with the comment that he should be compared to those riders. Yeah, yeah. You're, you think that? I think Hunter's going to be a surprise. I think Hunter is going to be an underrated, silent sleeper that's going to come in there, and I've, I could easily see. Hunter being on the podium at A one. 
I mean, he's my pick to he believe it or not, Duke. He's uh We haven't got to our picks yet. Don't give picks out. Don't give picks out. I think the Let most, me write it down. We're we're getting ready to get to picks. I think the most underrated performer from last year that will perform good this year is Eli Tomax Achilles tendon. <laughs> That's not really a... Who is his doctor? <laughs> yeah, that's not really... I'm a, just saying, I think that's that... That's not really I, a major change. I think I think that what has changed is... It's an Olympic it, doctor it, from it, Colorado. It's rebuilt, and I think it's going to perform phenomenally this year. And honestly... I mean, I mean I'm, I'm, I'm talking about people like Christian Craig, Malcolm Stewart, uh, AP, outside of AC... A, outside of A1... Out, no, out, no, out, no, outside of a one, uh, a guy like you're saying, like the question is, like who is like there, but it, but who's your biggest Malcolm surprise? Stewart? That's that you you would think is probably going to be a sixth to tenth place guy that's going to end up putting it either on the box or in the top. My five. hope is Malcolm Stewart. I hope so too. Yeah, that, that's my I, hope. I would love to see Malcolm do it. Let the record show that. Uh, he said like 10 minutes ago that Malcolm is the seventh to 10th place rider. Anaheim won. <laughs> okay. that, that was Anaheim won. I'm talking about the season. I'm talking about Anaheim He's won. talking about Anaheim Oh, Anaheim won. won? Yeah. Yeah, well, he didn't finish. Did he finish? He, he didn't even finish the season. So, yeah, Malcolm Stewart. Okay. Okay, so which way are we going, Shane? Are we going high or low on Malcolm Stewart? I, I think <laughs> overall throughout the season, well, I don't have Malcolm on my pick. But we're not going to picks yet. I don't have a moment pick. Just gonna Duke, say that. What are you Duke, picking? There's no there's no pulp and mex fantasy to play. There's no picks. Duke, give me your performer that, that you think The question's confusing. No, it's 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 not confusing. It's it's somebody that you you think that might have been in last year's season would be maybe between a sixth or tenth place guy. Not that they physically were, but that you think that they probably could be this year. But they're going to come out at A1, and they're going to be either a podium threat or a top five guy. Somebody that's going to surprise you that you're not thinking of. Cinc- I mean, Cincerella. No. Justin yep. Barsha. Kid yeah, but dream. Barsha's won A1 before, man. Barsha's so good at A1. He has, no, he's I'm telling you. He's flown under the a- radar a- for the answer. last couple of years. He has. He has. He takes a lot of guys out and, you know, nips them and clips them and... No, I my my pick. Remember Jason Anderson. My pick from last year's performance mm-hmm. for A one mm-hmm. as a surprise okay. that that could possibly be with top five podium is Adam Cincerola. Okay. Okay. I mean, if that's where we're at, that's, that's fine. your opinion. Towards out. Yeah. Okay, buddy. All good with that. Let's go AC. All right, so let's go to the next question. Outside of Chase Kessler, <laughs> okay, <laughs> thanks. Outside, outside of you know your top factory guys that we're talking about. You know we've talked about the Star guys, the Cowie guys, the Honda guys. You know whatever Gas Gas Barsha and, and Husky. You go outside of them. Who is one rider in the 450 class? That you would like to see at least make the main event, or if not, do well in the main event, no matter where they place. And I'm going to start because I'm biased. 
And Dookie already knows where I'm going with it because Dookie has helped him and has already supported him, and we do in some type of fashion. I'm going to start by saying Justin Starling. You know, Justin made, I want to say, every main but one last year, Mm -hmm. and that only main that he did not make was because of an injury. So I am rooting for, you know, outside of watching the – you know, the battle for the lead or the top five, whatever, I am rooting for Justin Starling because Justin, you know, he, he's been invited out to our facility. He rides with <laughs> us. We want to see his, his growth, you know, this year. And we hope that what we're doing with our facility and, and him getting on the troll training program, we hope to see his, his gains and his goals. So I'm going to go with Justin Starling, but is there any other rider outside of your factory, you know, big name guys that you're looking at that you're like, man, I really hope this guy does well. Uh, so let the record show that you hope Justin Starling makes the main. Yes. You can put that on, on paper. Okay. Which okay. I think is going to be tough. I mean, well, just- where, where would you define like a, a Dylan Ferrandis who's not on a factory ride? Yeah, see, I, I, I don't consider. It's pretty close. Yeah, I mean, it's it's factory supported, perhaps. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's. I don't. I don't necessarily consider. And I'm not talking about you can't pick a factory rider. I'm just saying name one guy that we haven't mentioned that we think is going to be a top five or a podium threat that you're going to be watching for on Saturday night at A one. And hoping that that guy does well. That wasn't the question. That was yes, it the was. question was somebody that <laughs> the, the question was somebody that that wasn't up there last year that you would love to see do well. Do well. Yeah, that's basically what I'm saying. Is outside of the guys that we've already named. Okay. It doesn't necessarily have to be factory or non-factory, but. You know, my first one would be Justin Starling. I could give you my second one, but I'm not going to because I want to wait and see what you guys say. There's one guy that I want to see in every main event this year. Who's that? That is Vince Freeze. That's my answer. Is he even riding a 450? Yep. Yep. He's entered. Smart top, Jack. Yep. Oh, man. Smart top, Jack. That's who I want to see in every main event that may possibly not make every main event last year. Okay. And um, honestly, I want to see him there for the entertainment value. <laughs> I yeah. got it. Clearly. I get it. Mark I'm going down. Justin Starling. Yeah. That, that's that's my choice. I'm embarrassed to say I'm not real versed on this. Is Marchbanks riding a 450? Yes, he is. Do you want, do you want me? No, maybe not. Do you want me to give you my second pick? No, Marchbanks is not. Nope, he's a 250 rider. 250 rider. Again? Yep. Oh, you have another one? Yeah, I told you I did. I told you I was waiting to see what you guys said. We get two? Yeah. Let me hear it. So just because we're biased and Dookie and I are helping with, you know, Starling and uh, you you may or may not see a future MX logo on the front of his jersey at A1, the second guy on my list right now, and I want to see it, and mainly it's because of the beta, but Benny Bloss. Benny Bloss. I want to see what Benny does. Yep. Uh, Benny's been on a show before. Benny's a friend of us. You know, Benny sat with us. I don't even know how Are you getting the logo or not? Because I'm now I'm super confused. Not going pro racing, 
But your logo might be on Benny's chest. <laughs> I did not say Benny. I said Starlings. Oh, Starling. Yeah. But, that, but you talked about yeah, Benny. Yeah, I thought you said Benny. I, no, I said the Starling may or, there may or may not be a logo on oh, okay. Starling's okay. jersey. Gotcha. Uh, which hopefully there is. But my second pick of somebody that I'm going to be rooting for that I don't necessarily think, and I'm not knocking Starling, I'm not knocking Benny in any way, shape, or form. Those guys know how much I appreciate them and respect them. Benny's had it rough. But when I'm talking about if you're looking outside the podium or outside the top five of who are you going to be cheering for, my number one right now is going to be Starling because of our relationship with him and his help. And again, with Extreme Power Sports and Hans and even Duke helping Starling, with Starling helping us, you know, transition into into these Hondas. My second pick would be Benny Bloss. Benny Bloss was having a good season last year, honestly. He always gets hurt. Until Nashville. Benny's a stud. These betas look so weird. They do. They do. So weird. But Benny is a stud. Yeah. He is. Absolutely. And and I, I just I, I, I would jump all over that pick. I appreciate that. But they're guy. not even they don't even show him on the entry list, him or Nichols. Really? Yeah. Dude. Yeah, but they still don't they don't even show Chase yet. No, I know it. Yeah. Career number number four moved from twenty three to number four, but he's gonna be running the number one plate and he's not even on the entry list yet. Exactly. I don't know. I think that number one plate haunts him too. Yeah, it could. They're heavy. No, he's a they're he's heavy. a he's a winner. They're heavy. Yeah. They're, they're they are heavy to carry around and slows that bike up. Well, I I would say, and I do want to put it out there that if Masterpool was riding, I would be rooting for Masterpool at, at A one just because of our our ties with HBI and Matt Bell and supporting their program this year. You know, with helping them out with some bikes and doing what we're doing for Aiden, I, I wish that, that he would have been there. That would, that would be fun to see because, you know, Master Bull had a great outdoor. You know, his outdoor season was, was strong. But the fact that he's not there, I, I tend to lean towards it'll be really interesting to see where Starling ends up because he made, I want to say, every main but one last year. And I think that only one he did not make was because of an injury. But then you also got Benny, who's transitioning from the Yamaha, which we, you know, helped him a little bit too. And Oakley athlete last year and, you know, running some of the Get products with Dan and, you know, being out with us at the compound. I mean, he was with us, Duke, out there for a while, Dog Pound. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I root for him. And I'd love to see what Nichols does on the beta also, but I don't have as much of a relationship with Nichols as I, I do with Benny. So, you know, good to see those guys, and and I hope them well. But now, I didn't see Bogle on the list um, he's on not, that electric bike. He's not going to race that electric bike at Anaheim. I don't think no. they're going to let him have, race that thing. Dang it! No, he's not going to be there. He's Can't. really he's really whipping the heck out of that thing over there in Europe, though. Which is pretty cool to see. No, that's cool. I mean, I do I do like seeing it. I mean, I think there's a couple 450 riders that you're not going to see out there this year. You know, you got Marvin Moosecan, who's not going to be there this year for the first time in. What? He wasn't there last year, was he? Yeah, Marv, Marv raced Supercross last year. Mm, I don't think so, bud. No? No. Last time I seen Marvin race was uh, 250s. He was a fill-in. 250s? Yeah, yeah I think, didn't he drop down to a 250 during the outdoor or Another guy we haven't before Motocross next designation? Yeah, Prado is who is of interest to me. You got that right. I've seen him practice. <laughs> Man, Duke, you get around. Duke's always around. 
Dude, are you on an airplane like every day, just Pretty like much. just doing spy missions? Dude. I thought he hitchhiked. I am rolling. <laughs> Apparently, way before you probably get out of bed. So <laughs> I don't know about that. Couple couple <laughs> notes to to go with that there, Tyler. <laughs> and I'm getting this straight straight from from Racer X. This is uh, I, I believe Mitch Kendra wrote this, but uh, yes, Mitch Kendra did. So you're not going to see Savachi nope. this this year at, not allowed. A, at A1 rules, which is rules is rules. You know, they're still is it, crying over. Is, is that a triumph thing? Well, well, yeah, the rules yeah, about yes. he pointed out years ago. Yeah, but you're not going to see him even in the 450 class. You're not going to see him. No, super they don't have a 450. Correct. You're not going to see Moosecan. How about and Shane? You have a lot of ties with this number. Freddie. Number 22. Yeah. The first person <laughs> to wear the number 22 since 2001. 23 years. 23 years ago, the first person after Chad Reed to wear the number 22 is going to be Freddie Norn. I think that just proves the case for the career number fallacy that it is because... You bequeath the number to. That's a lot of wait. Frederick Norn. Fallacy and bequeathed. Did you say bequeathed? <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what that. What means. does that word mean? I don't even know what that means. He's speaking way above my. Is level. that like the opposite of a queef? <laughs> bequeath. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping that's what you were thinking because that's what I was thinking. <laughs> please explain the bequeath twenty-two number, please. Yeah, I don't even. Let me know get that. you the definition so I don't. Mess it up. Don't don't mess it up. <laughs> you don't want to make that wrong. Not that queef. <laughs> well, <laughs> if you look at the five different main event winners in 2023, Tomac had the most at seven. Chase Sexton was second with six. <laughs> Webb with two. Roxon with one. And Barsha with one. All right, bequeath. <laughs> to, to leave or give by will. To pass on to another, hand down. But that's not the case. Yeah, like, because like, you, like, this, like, you, you wrote Chad this 22 for Ch Ch Chad 41 years. Yeah, but Chad didn't like crown the 22 onto Freddie Norin. Like it's because he didn't race a. Do you pro, think? Fred, do you think pro. Freddie called him? <laughs> no, it's, you think it's, Freddie called him? It's, it's open. Like, hey, man, it's Freddie, open. Freddie got 22. It's open yeah, because point. it's number 22. That's why he didn't have to call him. Yeah, but I mean, it's almost like AP wearing number seven. You well, know it's what the I mean? same like, way with when Baggett took number four. Everybody, oh, I can't believe he did it. Who cares? Yeah. yeah. Number just, four has been out of it long enough. The number's available. No, Jump on it. I'm no. just worried about who's going to get the number 94 when Roxanne retires. The, 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 nobody probably wants it. The goat should be retired. You know, Number four should have been retired a long time ago. Yeah, the goat should have been retired. It's just the permanent number fallacy, which I'll give you that definition in a second. It just shows you know, us the ugly head again. Number eight. You never see number eight anymore either. Oh. Or 13. Number eight, Damon Bradshaw. Grant Langston. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, eight? hey, oh. before, we, before we finish our 450 talk, I want to on record of our top five 450 picks from each of us. Come on. And I'm I'm going to start it. I'm going to start it. Are you going to bequeath <laughs> our uh your list to us? Hand it down to us please. 
Well, you guys can't make any changes to yours, so you better already have it. Hey, did documented. you see the diagram I drew for you with the microphone? I'm gonna tell you my <laughs> Okay. <laughs> my top four fifty winning it at A one, and I'm not talking about the season, I'm talking about A one only. Jet Lawrence wins A one. Eli Tomac gets second place. Hunter Lawrence gets third place. Ken Roxon gets fourth place. And Aaron Plessinger, AP7, gets fifth place. And our picks are super What number is Hunter? Our picks are super close. 96. 96. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm, I H wonder who's going to get that number when he retires. HL96. 18, 3, 96. You and think you'll call fourth him? And fifth. Hey, can I have 96? Uh, fifth was Aaron Plessinger, number seven. So it's going to be... Who is uh, fourth? 94, Roxon. So it's Jet, which is... 18. Uh -huh. 18, 3, 96, 94, and 7. Yes. That's my top five for A1. And I'm sorry to all of our friends and writers that are listening that I did not pick in the top five, but that's just... That's the way the cookie crumbles. That's my guess. Yeah. Okay, go Shane. All right, Shane, hit it. Mine's very close to yours. Okay. Mine is uh, AC. A little, little, little bit of... Or plus AC. <laughs> okay. Go. Eli, number one, Jet Lawrence, P2, Mr. Hunter, P3, okay, Mr. Kenny, P4, mm -hmm. and then with a surprise, P5, from my comment earlier, Adam Cincerella. Mm. So you swapped my one and two, yep. and then you changed out the number five. Yep. Okay. I, you know, I respect that. I respect it, you know. I think there's the class is stacked, and there's a lot of sleepers in there that are going to get in there. But but at the same time, when I'm looking at my list, I kind of feel like Roxon is going to clean Hunter out, so those might switch. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if it happens for it the happens. podium, he's going to clean Hunter out. If it happens, it happens. Duke, give me your top five. Uh, Chase Sexton, number one. Jason Anderson, number two. Oh, my goodness. Where are you coming from? Eli Tomac, number three. You leave me in suspense, Duke. Come on. <laughs> Can you read? Did you write it down? <laughs> <laughs> what does that say? Guy Cooper? <laughs> How'd you see that from over I, <laughs> I didn't say it. You got Jeremy McGrath as number four. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Hunter Lawrence, fourth. Jet Lawrence fifth. No way. Yep. Document that, Tyler. I think oh, I think okay. I think Duke's anticipating people being on the ground. Yeah, his guess is as valid as anyone else's. D did you check the weather or something for California? Are we supposed to be getting a mutter? Or? Can't tell you my secret. Uh, a giant tide is actually supposed to come in and flood Angel Field Some, Angel Stadium. Wouldn't surprise me. Will Some, no. Something's gonna happen. To get, happens to get Duke's freaking. You know they had like eight earthquakes the other day out in California. Like Are they? Yeah, like one day. All right, Tyler. Five or eight. Something. You got you got our three. We've nailed down for the top five. Now it's your turn. I'm I so typically as we we talked about it last year. I love good A1s. Yeah. I picked AC last year, I think, which was a, I must have been on some type of. You were smoking. Dude. Yeah, some type of narcotic. 
<laughs> I don't remember. I wanted a. I think we had to determine that I wanted AC to win yeah. because it was the. Uh, you love the A one sort of, you know. Yeah, the vibe, the feel, right? You yeah. know, it's all exciting. It's all new. Everybody's trying to f- feel where they are. I just, I just want to see a Josh Grant win. Yes. Uh, like that. Yes. But this year, I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go pretty conservative. Yeah. Okay. Let's so see. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go with guys who know how to win. Okay. And. And they may not be the fastest, but they're going to put together. So I'm going to go 18, 3, 94. Oh, now, now I'm struggling. Now he's struggling. Um, so, yeah, so, you went, so you went Jet, Eli, Roxon, 1, 2, 3. 4 for 4th. 4 for 4. And 2. What do you mean 4 for 4? Four, number four for fourth. There's no number. There's no. You're talking about number one. Chase, oh, sorry. Chase Sexton. I'm sorry. Number one. I'm yeah, new. You use the names. And who was fifth? Fifth was uh, Webb. Coop. So you're the only one that picked Webb. I do. Th- I. I'm going with Webb because I need somebody who knows how to, how to do it. Right, yeah. a Yamaha. Yeah, and and honestly, that's that's a solid that's a solid pick. He's got to put a Yamaha in there. Yeah, and th- that's that's why. Yeah, and that's that's a solid pick. I mean, it is a solid pick. It really is. Yeah, I think the only yeah. one that, I think the only one that's out of whack right now is probably Duke. Whatever. <coughs> it wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> I I think I think I think most of those are you know I think all of us have the same the only ones that that none of us I think it, we're gonna all be completely wrong yeah well not none of us included Barsha in our top five who Anderson, would fall into that category of knows how to knows how to do it right he yeah. knows how to get it done Anderson's gonna win especially it. at a one yeah <laughs> uh, none of nobody put nobody put Anderson in their top five, right? Very possible. Uh, yeah, Duke did. Duke did. I did. I picked. Him oh, you second. did. Basically, had him winning. Oh, oh excuse me. Uh, Ferrandis. Nobody had Ferrandis. Oh, right. Do I see? I could see I him. See I could see Dylan him in, in, in the fifth place spot. If Geese is in the on the board. Yeah, I could see him in the fifth. Is place he's race mechanic too. It might be Geese. No. 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 That was a good impression of Keith. That was perfect. <laughs> no. No. Shane, no. All right. Do we even want to get into the 250s? Because uh, 100%. The, it's, the, it's a great class. The class changes. The, the race order changes by the minute. Man. I mean, I look at looking at it right now. I mean, I might need even. I'm, I might need to ref- refresh. Five minutes ago. Might need to refresh my entry list. Refresh. Hey, I think the most important thing out of this is I want to have people put in their top five picks in the comments on YouTube. On YouTube. Yeah. I, I am so curious. I, I because if you look at the comments on posts of these guys riding and stuff like that, it's all over the map. Yeah. Right. It's everywhere. It's Tomac's gonna. So, so let's do this. If if you are listening to this episode right now, and you can put your pick up, which we can, you can put it in the comments before the gate drops of Anaheim one, which we can see based on the timestamp of when the comment was made. If you put your top five in, in a person that comments on YouTube, 
beats any of our top five. Hold on. Okay. What? Right? Yeah. Okay. You you following me? All right. So, so if, if, if anybody in the comments, if they timestamp their picks before the, the night show, which, you know, they moved the night show earlier now. Okay. So it's not, it's not at 10 o'clock at night anymore. Oh, what time is it? Eight o'clock. Eight o'clock. No way. Way. Yeah. They moved all the West Coast rounds forward. So now it's going to be 8 p.m. Eastern time on Saturday. So if anyone in the comments puts up their top five picks in a better order than what you <coughs> just documented or what you've just listened to on this episode, if you beat any of us, then we got to do a giveaway. So how do you tally, though? If you get somebody in the top five, is that worth one point? Or are we doing... Based on the position they finished. Or are you doing based on the position they what finished? What if one of the lowest listeners. score wins? Lowest score wins. What if one of the listeners gets all five for both classes correct? You give, you give one of these Hondas. No, we're not giving okay. away. Okay. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're not giving now. away. Anna. Let's hang see. Hey, let's see if we get extreme power sports involved on that hang, one. You can hang out with Duke for the day. Yeah. Oh, shoot. We'll get we'll get extreme power sports. Don't even need one. picks to have, make that happen. I want to know how. I, I do want to get clarification. Let's how the would job. the score be tallied? So you get no points if you're incorrect. Correct. If your rider is not in the top five, that's a zero. Okay. Well, no, that wouldn't work because because then you get. If it's lowest score wins. Yeah, I'm thinking... You you score what your rider scores, so wherever your rider places. So let's say that Duke picked uh, Anderson, JA21. Hypothetically, he gets 20th place. He would get 20 points. Even though he picked him in second place, he would get 20 points. So out of your top five riders... The lowest score out of the top five wins. So you've got the four picks that we've made. So depending on all of their finishing positions, no matter what the order is, the lowest score out of all of that wins. Okay. So I the only concern is that... What if there's a tiebreaker? Yeah. No. Or or the only concern is that if I, if, if I swapped who I picked with somebody else and then they end up finishing a correspondingly worse gap so so take your example mm-hmm. uh duke he picks j j a to to get second mm-hmm. jason anderson gets 20th mm-hmm. he was plus 18 off oh you guys are making this way too complicated yeah that's, you're, that's well, yeah so you were plus 18 off that's above my pay grade yeah you can name here all right, we'll just give away a Honda to everybody. <laughs> everybody gets a Honda. No, you can't have none of the, I mean, Hans will give you one to give away, but these are spoken for. <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to 250s. Yeah, let's go to the yeah. 250s. We'll, so, work on the, we'll work on the logistics. Yeah, I, I do want, though, the people in the comments, put, put in your top five, and whoever has the most accurate top five, we will figure out some type of giveaway. Whoever nails it gets air brakes. Yeah, whether it's a, a Oakley air brake goggle, whether it's an Oakley sunglass, whether it's a set of Fox gear, whether it's Ooh, a, a signed what? jersey, we will we will figure something out. If anybody, but it has to be before. Yeah, the, that's easy. Before the night show starts. 
Yeah, so just if you nail the top five, you win a prize. This is four fifties yeah. only. Yes, that's what, all. What what would be what about between us four? Want a steak dinner? If I win. Oh yeah, man! I'll get you a steak. It's like a ribeye right now. So bad. Oh man, I, that's the third time you've said that. I'm so hungry. I am you. hungry too now that you keep saying that. <laughs> I'll get you a little cube steak. <laughs> I'll get you a tube steak. <laughs> little. I knew it was coming. Little Vienna sausage. Yeah, you can get a hot dog. I'm not buying you no know, dang. I love hot dogs. I'll get you a little pig in a blanket. All right, so let's dogs. let's go to two fifties, and this is this is the provisional entry list that is currently. It posted. changed since an hour ago. It is currently posted on RacerX as the provisional entry list. You have Max Volan, number 20. 24, RJ Hampshire. Praying for Max. Got his jersey right over there on the wall. Good friend of the show. Garrett Marchbanks, Joe Shimoda, Jordan Smith, Ryder DeFrancisco, Talon Hawkins, Phil Nicoletti, Carson Munford, Levi Kitchen, Mitchell Oldenburg, Nate Thrasher, Cole Thompson, Robbie Wageman, Max Miller, that's the only two-digit numbers. Yeah. Every everybody after that would be a three-digit number, which there's still plenty of fast guys. You know, you got Billy Leninovich in there, uh, Kyle Wise, Doc Smith, uh, Julian Benick, Alex Nagy, Mason Wharton. There, I mean, there's Julian Bomber. I Juju. mean, Juju. Yeah, Juju. He's in there too. Yeah. Nine twenty nine. Yeah, I mean, there's there's plenty of guys in this list, and I'm sorry I did not announce every single person in the list. But who's the Triumph guys running east or west? None. None. They're all going east. Triumph is not uh, running a west team. Okay. So they're running close to home. Yeah, they're going to do east coast only. So yeah, sure are dragging out this process. I know. Holy yeah, cow! They are. Well, if if I'm, you know, you guys are, I don't even have to tell you who I'm going with my number one pick for West Coast. You guys already know. So. I do? Yeah. You know exactly who it is. I am sure. Yeah. I got, I got to go with my boy. Okay. He's RJ number two. What's your, what's your next four? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm RJ number one. He's RJ number two. Okay. What number is RJ? 24. Thank you. Uh, my second place guy is going to be the number 30 of Joe Shimoda. Uh, I think that they've got that Honda figured out, and I think that the the gents, the fine gents over at the Dog Pound, have a way to make that bike go real fast. And then I'm gonna go after Shimoda. I'm gonna go Jordan Smith. What number is he? Number thirty-one, Jordan Smith. And then I'm going to go 47, Levi, <coughs> Levi Kitchen. And then I think I'm going to finish it up in the five spot with number 20, Max Volan. That's my top five. That would be like a, that'd be like a statement ride for what Max Volan. What more? 36? Who's that, Mark? That's Nicoletti is 36. Who's, 20. What? 20 is Volan. 20 is Volan. How do you, I mean, that would be a statement ride for Volan. Yeah, fifth fifth place ride for him, he could do it. Okay. On the on the uh, Pro Circuit Cowie. Yeah, yeah. He'd be fine. He'd be aight. Yeah, he'd be fine. Shane. Still got still got Ryder D in there. Uh Hawkins is in there. Nicoletti's in there. Carson Munford. Nate Thrasher. Robbie Rageman. Man, there's 
mean, there's quite a bit. You guys are going to love mine. All right, here we go. Let's I, get Dukes. All right, go ahead, Duke. Duke, hit it. Uh, Joe Shimoda yep. for the win. Good good call. Ryder D second. Mm. RJ Hampshire third. Kitchen fourth. Thrasher fifth. My number is uh, Thrasher and the other wacky selection, D Francisco. Uh, D Fran is 34. Thrasher is 57. Thank you. What's uh is Forkner riding? He is not listed at the moment. It must be East Coast if he is. Yeah, he is not listed at the moment. He's looking good. And who was that last guy you wanted? Did you go up there and see him ride too? Duke? No. Oh. Thrasher. What number is Thrasher? Thrasher is <laughs> 57. 57. Thank you. You didn't even put the 929 in there. Oh, Juju. I know it. I should have. You're just going to be wide open. Yeah. How about Billy Leninovich, man? I know what. Can you yeah. That? Yeah. That's I mean, Shane's old buddy. Wow. Hey, listen. They used to pop wheelies together out in the desert. All right, Shane. Give, give it to me. I just made a last-minute switch on my... Uh, last minute? Last second. Yeah. Oh, man. I think Kitchen's going to get a start, and if he does, he's going to win it. Okay. What number is Kitchen? 47. 47. And then P2, I'm going with Thrasher. 57. Duke. 57. He is tough. Yeah. P3, Shimoda. Mm. And then P4, Mr. RJ Hampshire. Terrible decision. <laughs> he's probably going to lead a couple laps, but uh, go down. I'm not sure if he's going to stay up. Terrible, and then, um, terrible decision. Jordan Smith for P5. 31. <laughs> okay. I think it's a pretty good uh, little pick there, bud. No, I think that's terrible. But go ahead. That's fine. Well, I, right. can't, I can't put RJ Hampshire up front. Like, Hey, RJ number one and RJ number two out of Pasco County, Florida. If, if even though, like, we're friends, like, if you were racing, I'd probably put you at about P, you know, 20. Polk County. Oh, come on. <laughs> come on. Polk County, Illinois. Come okay, on. I'm going, um, I'm going 31. Jordan Smith. Yeah. Um, nice. 30. Joe Shimoda. 24. After racing his way back up after crashing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I hope he doesn't listen to this episode. He's going to hate all of you guys. He knows. He don't like me anyhow. And um, 47. Kitchen and fourth? Yeah. You're going to pick 36 as fifth? Who's that? Phil Nicoletti. No, I'm going to do. That's impossible. He could definitely do it. (laughs) I'm going to do. Hawkins, number 35. No. I'm going to throw in a bit of a wild card. 132, Billy Lunovich. Yeah. Did he get his number back? 132. Wow. Yeah. That's his number. Uh, maybe not. So so did I hear correctly that Ryder is actually a Supercross rookie? Mm-hmm. He is. I feel like a fifth is like pretty, pretty good for your first Supercross ever. So let's put him fifth. What number is he? 34. 34. All right, so you guys got all that documented? Yeah. Yeah. 
All right, so stamp it. Anybody gives us didn't put didn't kitchen put the screws a little digging last year a little bit. Yeah. And yeah, I think that fresh fresh PC bike, oh, it's gonna be dirty. Okay. So Deegan is is be cooking slated up for East or has not podiums. committed. Well, I mean they've got they've got Star Yamaha bikes on here and he's not on here. So no, he's not. He's doing East. So he's gotta be doing East. Okay. So He's scared of the West. No, he Yeah, he's scared. He ain't scared of nothing. Yeah, he is. All right, so you got our picks for the top <clears throat> top Wait. five four fifty. You got our picks for the top five two fifty. Put your comments in the YouTube comments. They have to be on our YouTube, not our Instagram. Put them on our YouTube comments. As long as you are a subscriber of our YouTube channel and you have put your picks in the comments, if you have picked a better pick overall in both 450 and 250 than what we have done before the main event gate drop, which would be at 8 o'clock on Anaheim one night, then we will give something away, whether it's a pair of Oakley Airbrake goggles, Oakley sunglasses, a Fox set of gear, something that we will come up with. Tyler, you will figure out how to come up with logistically the come up with point the, structure the yeah. that Queese. somebody beats whoever. Hey, you want an Anaheim one side bet? Me and you. Yeah. What is it? Blonder Burnett, thirty second board. Oh, monster. Gotta be blonde. All right, I'll, I'll take Burnett. That's a 50 50 chance. I'll take exactly. I'll take Burnett. What if it's a redhead? 20, 20 bucks. Man, well, the redhead, we're, we're slot even. Wild <laughs> card. Redhead, then we're we're getting Mexican food that night. Hey, write it down. I got Burnett. It's 20 bucks on this bet. All Burnett right. for, for the 450 main event. 450 main event, 30 second card. I'm going blonde. You're going Burnett. 20 bucks. 20 bucks. Burnett. All right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you got to come up with it, Duke. I know it. That's a good call, Shane. All right. So the final thing, now that we're done talking about our recap of Minios, we've done the facility update. We've done the A1 talk, debate, predictions. Upcoming, we have the 2024 Winter Rams. Starting this weekend. Starting mm-hmm. this weekend, and they are going to be in Gainesville. This weekend is it Diamondback or is it Gainesville? Diamondback? Diamondback, Diamondback this weekend. Yep. Tyler, are you racing? Yeah, 450 Pro Sport. On right sport. on, brother. I'll be there to watch you. Thank. I need a mechanic. I got. I'm taking. Tyler, you're not serious, are you? <laughs> no, he's racing it. No, no. Um, yeah. not in 450 Pro Sport. Oh. You're not FTR in it, are yeah. you? He's riding it in 450. The Diamondback track. Has anybody raced that? Or have you ever seen that race? I've never even yes. been to that race. It's, yeah, the last time that we were there, Aiden got knocked out. It's, how it's is on the side of that hill, and it's a gravel pit? How is how is the spectating? It's uh, fine. spectating, bad. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. So Winter Rams twenty twenty four coming up. We've got Diamondback. I think we've got Dade City coming up right after that. We've got a couple different rounds. What is there? Five. Yeah, Gator, five, uh, Diamondback, Dade City, Gatorback, Okeechobee. Yeah, maybe, a, maybe Orlando, Orlando, or something mixed in the between. Uh, so, anybody wants to see us, make sure that you find somebody with a future MX, either bike, shirt, hat, something. Come say hi to us, take a picture. We're going to start doing some more giveaways this year. This is our first episode of 2024, 
And we're going to start doing a giveaway on almost every episode. So on this one right here. What? If you outpick our A1 picks, we will give away something, whether it's the air, the Oakley air brake, an Oakley pair of sunglasses, a set of Fox gear, a signed jersey, something. We will give it away. So if you see any of us at the Winter Ams, the, the requirements for that is that you have to be a subscriber on our YouTube channel. You have to follow us on Instagram and try and take a picture. This is not a requirement, I guess, if it's a try to take a picture of some type of future MX, whether it's hat, shirt, bike, graphics, something. So make sure you get all those qualifications within. And we're going to do a giveaway on every episode of 2024. I want to say a huge thank you to everybody that supported us in 2023 throughout our entire program, whether it was Supercross, Outdoors, Amateur, Minios, Racing, whatever that we do, we, we fully appreciate your support and the growth of our brand of what we've done. Uh, Tyler and I were talking about this yesterday, you know, now that we're over 20,000 followers between all of our different social media channels, between Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, YouTube, but you know, you put all of those together, we're well over 20,000 followers, which doesn't seem like much in the social media world, but to see it grow like that in one year's time is awesome. Uh, the biggest thing is subscribing to our YouTube channel. That's what we need. We need your support because when we can get subscribers, we can help more people, we can help more kids. And that's what Future MX is all about. That's what the the whole idea was generated behind is, is helping these kids and giving them a future in the sport of motocross. So please make sure that you subscribe to the YouTube and follow us on Instagram. Any final thoughts, Shane, before A1 coming into the new year, 2024? Uh, I'm excited about my picks. That's my final thought. Um, I'm not too sure about Duke's picks. Yeah, I'm not either. Um, but, um, Hey, 36 episodes and, and, uh, we're rolling strong and pretty excited about what's to come this season. I agree completely. Duke 2024 is upon us. We got a one coming at 30 minute that, uh, 30 second boards got be shook up over here. So <laughs> this guy shook up. I want in next week. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, on the I next, bet. the next episode, we're going to try and bring you more episodes. Like I said, everybody, I apologize. We took a little bit of a break there. Feeling a little under the weather, and we had the holidays there upon us. But now that we're on 2024, we're excited. We're rejuvenated. Tyler's got some great ideas and things that are going to be coming through in 2024. And like I said, we're going to try and do a giveaway on every episode that we can from here on out. So with that said, again, please make sure you tell your friends, tell your family, anybody that has a smartphone, a laptop, an iPad, Subscribe to us on YouTube. TV. Follow us on Instagram because we we need every one of those to try and help us con continue the support that we're doing for all these different people. But without that, Tyler, any other final comments? Um, looking forward to A1. Drop your stuff in the comments. If you're going to the Winter Am, make sure that you like, subscribe, and uh, all that stuff. And if you need information on the Winter Am, actually, you can find everything at unlimitedsportsmx.com. And uh, Duke's picks were terrible. <laughs> well, huge thank you to Extreme Power Sports out of Tampa, Mr. Hans. Anybody looking for a Honda, 
a Husky, a Gas Gas, a Polaris, anything that you can think of, even parts-wise, please make sure to visit Extreme Power Sports. They're on 301, just south of State Road 60. You can also see them online. Check them out. All you got to do is a simple Google search, Extreme Power Sports Tampa, and they'll pop right up. So with all that said, episode 36 comes to a close. Appreciate it, boys. Thank you all for coming. Uh-huh.